High School Slumber Party is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Welcome, single dads, popular kids, lovable weirdos, oh, and an extra special shout out to you YouTubers out there. This is High School Slumber Party, the podcast where me and some friends look back at our teenage years through the lens of some iconic high school-centric films. I'm Brian Rodriguez, and the party's at my house this evening, but first, Gucci! And if you did your homework... You would know what that was from and what that means. Of course, your homework was to watch the film, 8th Grade. But before we get into 8th Grade, wanted to see how you guys enjoyed To All the Boys I Loved Before, the episode and the film. Did you watch it on Netflix? Did you listen to last week's episode? It's getting a lot of buzz on the internet. I mean, the film is, yes, but also also the episode. It seems like seems like a lot of you guys really connected. Jenna was an awesome guest. And if you haven't listened to that episode or seen that film, if you're into, like, cute cutesy but good stuff you definitely want to check out that film i think next week because thankfully you guys have been participating lately and i've been seeing your comments i think next week i might do a run through of all the comments in like the last month i'll make a note of that now a notation in my teacher book or whatever they're called (laughs) all right eighth grade so the film is still technically in theaters even when we record this, which was like only like a week or two ago. But like we mentioned on the podcast, it's kind of like those slow trickling theater films. I'm not sure it's going to get to every, every actually location. I'm I'm not sure like what their game plan is. Definitely is getting a lot of buzz and it's gotten a lot of buzz, but I got some good news for you. After we recorded this podcast, I got a little notification on the Twitter. Seems like this is going to be on well, video on demand, ready to rent relatively soon. Let me look up that date. I wrote it down. September 25th, so really soon. So guys, if you haven't seen the film, I'll give you a mulligan. I'll give you a pass. Press pause, or just leave it here. I think all, like, sites kind of leave it here. Or all, uh, I don't know, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Anywhere you find us will pretty much save where you've left us. Wait till the 25th if you haven't seen it, or go to the theater, rent it, Watch it, buy the ticket, watch 8th grade. You're going to love it, trust me, but also you're going to be more informed about this episode. And if you don't want to do that, just listen anyway. But warning, spoiler alert, we do talk a lot about the film, obviously. So, you know, I suggest you watch it. You guys know what that sound means. Pack your favorite jammies. Tell your mother you're sleeping over Brian's. Because we're about to get our party on. I leave you with a song that's in the trailer, and I think it's in the film. But, I don't know, it makes me think of that Pure Moods commercial from when you were a kid. At least when some of you were a kid. If you don't know the Pure Moods commercial, look that up on YouTube. YouTube, very, uh, very topical today. 
but the song is Enya's Sail Away. Class dismissed? Oh wait, I think the song is called Orinoco Flow. Nobody knows it as that. Class dismissed again. So, uh, this is the first theater movie I think I've, I've done. Well, yeah, for sure. Like, this is the first movie I've done on a podcast where it was in the theaters. Me too. That, that sucked for note purposes, but it still was cool because it was, like, happening right there. It was a different experience, you know? Yeah, I didn't take notes. I, like, took a bunch of mental notes afterwards, and I was like, I'm going to write those down, and I didn't. <laughs> so, we'll see. I just saw it last night, though, so it's fresh. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I, I went to, like, a... Um, the Nighthawk in Brooklyn, where you could, you mm-hmm. know, like drink and eat. But like, I I went there because I knew they had like the pieces of paper where you could write order cards. Oh yeah. But it was way too dark, and I was annoying the person next to me because I I went alone. <laughs> that's a that's a weird place to go alone, and I realize that now. Because the, really? Yeah, because the tables are like it's two people. Two people, yeah. Yeah. And it was sold out. So. Oh, okay, yeah, that's weird. You had to sit with a stranger. Yeah, and the, and this this like girl my age sat next to me, and when the waiters came, they kept putting the food and the drinks like in between us. <laughs> <laughs> you were on a date. Yeah, a forced date essentially, and it was just like okay, so yeah, I'm like I don't want to push it by like scribbling the entire movie notes I can't see. I did write some notes. I haven't read them, but I, I, I remembered a fair amount, so I think I think we're good to go. Right. Oh, I wanted to start this podcast off by saying Gucci. Oh, and you do the hand thing? Yeah, I did the hand thing for people out there. Okay, good. So, so Jordan, uh, welcome aboard. This is your first solo time on the podcast. Yeah. I don't want to forget this question, so you're in the slumber party. What sleeping bag are you bringing? Oh, shit. Um, it's actually just like a big pink sleeping bag, but it's like really foofy, and it has mm. like a thing at the top that you can put over your head like a hood. Nice. Those are the best. Yeah. What's your sleeping bag? <laughs> the, you're not supposed to ask me what my sleeping bag is. <laughs> what is my sleeping bag? You know, you're the first one to ask. Let me think. Really? Yeah. I'm that... trying to like, well, I'm trying to like paint a picture here. Let's I'm not see. in a sleeping bag alone. <sighs> I have a, I had a Jurassic Park one, but that's uh, a lot of people have already said that. Oh, I had I had like a Ghostbuster animated series one, not in high school, but I'm gonna go with that one. So okay, Ghostbusters the animated series, real deep cut there. So sleeping bags up, glad for that. Right. I don't know if you listened to the show before, but we introduce ourselves here by by saying our name, our graduating high school year, and the name of the high school and what our high school team name was. So. Oh, okay. Can I go? I go now? Yep, you go now. All right, so I'm Jordan, graduated 04 from West Orange High School, and we were the Mountaineers. I don't know what a Mountaineer is. That's a cool one. 
<laughs> was the school in the mountains or a mountainous no, area? No, it was in suburban New Jersey. But that's, I don't know. I mean, that's a little weird that it wasn't mountainy enough to be called the Mountaineers. I, I assume a Mountaineer is just someone who lives on a mountain. So I think like a yeah. West Virginia kind of mountain person. That seems more right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's a reason why. I don't know why it was. I don't know why. What school colors were the Mountaineers? Like I... Blue and white. Hmm, that doesn't feel very mountainy. No. No, they, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I would think more earth tones or something. That would feel like more like a mountain no we were blue and white and i had a varsity jacket nice yeah because we made a gymnastics team for one year and we practiced at a different high school and had a different coach like had nothing to do with our high school basically (laughs) except for that we wanted to do it because we were all doing gymnastics already anyway and so they let us finagle it somehow we competed i got a varsity letter that's awesome that's yeah that's really cool you're you're our first gymnastics letter winner on the show Mm. i can honestly say that if there is a gymnastics (laughs) high school movie which i'm not sure oh, you're definitely invited back because you're the only oh, one perspective man. <laughs> well there's stick it i guess yeah you should do stick it although it's not really a lot about being in high school That's it's fine. mostly about gymnastics but they do go to a prom okay i'm writing that down right now stick it's an incredible movie stick it i've never seen it or heard of it oh my God. jeff bridges plays the um Tramp the gymnastics coach. Nice. Okay, cool. He bounces on a trampoline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's also, oh, I mean, there's also Dream to Believe, which we did on um, Keanu Club. It's a very early Keanu Reeves movie that's on YouTube in full. AKA Flying. Yeah, Flying. Yeah, it's like eight different names. Have (laughs) you watched it? No, but I've been, when I was recently on Keanu Club, I asked them what high school Keanu film did I have to do on this podcast? And both Joey and Mike said, you have to do flying, a.k.a. Dream to Believe, and you need to reunite the entire Keanu Club episode for that on your show. So that's another thing you're booked for that you don't even know I would be so into it. It was, it's an incredible movie. I didn't even know it was about. No, you would have no reason to know anything about it. That's awesome. It was barely a movie, I'm sure. (laughs) So besides your, um your gymnastics days what were you like in high school what was the high school experience like for you not great uh wait do does anyone say that it was great um i've never had great yet but i probably don't (laughs) honestly i probably don't associate not like on purpose but like the people i know generally aren't like yeah it was really cool in high school and i picked on everybody but (laughs) but um i've had unremarkable Hmm. No, I mean, let's see. In high school, I did gymnastics pretty hardcore until I was like 16 and then I quit. So I did gymnastics for half of high school and then not for the other half. (laughs) And let's see, I hated school because by the time I was in high school, it was like, so I'm smart. I'm a smart person, but I don't learn the way that they teach in school, which was fine, you know, up until about eighth grade and then it got really hard I couldn't like fake my way past it anymore Mm. and so I just like stopped trying to in high school so like the school part was actually really really hard and really really not pleasant I struggled with it a lot except for my writing classes I was good at English and writing and that part was fun but so I was like miserable and like failing everything else um which, like, sound you know, fun. Yeah. nobody was happy about. <laughs> and But I had some really close friends from gymnastics. Even uh, though you quit? 
Yeah, because they went to my high school. Gymnastics team sticks together no matter what. Generally, yeah. It got a little messy and dramatic for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> and let's see, I had a boyfriend in ninth grade and 10th grade, and it was like the first time I was in love, and it was like the best thing in the entire world, and then he dumped me. No! And then, yeah, and then my life was a disaster. I did not know how to deal with that like at all uh, who could though at that time like hardly no i know can deal with it's that now you know like so that's, oh yeah. that's brutal it's, i'm sorry l- looking back on all of it on like all of the relationships that i had with people i was thinking about it because of this movie it like oh god it's just so hard nobody <sighs> tells you, you you don't have any of those skills and nobody is really teaching them to you either i don't know maybe our parents were trying to they probably were but they probably weren't good at it either you know no, no. Uh, it's so tough yeah Ugh. it's part of the reason why i did this podcast because i didn't enjoy or well, do this podcast i should say because uh, i didn't enjoy my high school experience too much and i'm no. like damn i wish i knew now what i knew then and i know that's so cliche wait no opposite right i wish i knew then what i knew now <laughs> <laughs> and i know that's so cliche but it, but it's true it's ah cringeworthy but you mentioned eighth grade before you said that you know that was kind of a transition for you the film we're doing today is eighth grade if you haven't caught on yet 2018 so i have to ask a second question which i usually don't ask what was eighth grade like for you and like the middle school experience and that transition to high school which is what this film is about right so like my hard time started in eighth grade because in seventh grade my best friend moved away and she was like until my best friend now she was like the last like shiny happy person that I was friends with she like I definitely hung out with like the popular kids in middle school in like sixth and seventh grade Mm -hmm. anyway because she was my best friend you know she was like really pretty and just like really happy and like everybody liked her and like for some reason like her and I were best friends like I'm like I feel like that's the complete opposite of me and So she moved away when I was in seventh grade. So then, like, that's when everything started to fall apart after that. Like, I was just completely lost after she left, I think. And so I started to, like, listen to, like, punk rock music and, like, dye my hair and, like, dress real weird and do all of that in eighth grade. Gotcha. This is starting out to be a sad podcast. (laughs) Breakups, your best friend (laughs) moving away, you know, that's, like, sad. (laughs) I did not like being a child at all which is something I've actually come to realize and think about a lot because of wistful thinking too you know that's we're constantly talking about our childhoods and other people's childhoods and like that's really been one of my big takeaways is like I'm very glad that I am where I am now because I didn't it wasn't great for me to be younger I didn't like it. Oh, but but you said the same thing. Yeah, I know. But you, know, just, you saying those things though did remind me of a person who did have a cool high school experience. Not that they did great, but that was Mike Manzi, who was the complete epitome of a punk rocker, and yeah, <laughs> it, that was fun. But no, I know. I mean, like we're living through through this nostalgia kind of here, and uh, I think that's what made this movie though so like easy to connect with, at least for me. Like just me too. It was so so visceral and real from the way that people looked and talked and completely different generation and we'll get into that but it it's just this underlying vulnerabilities you know what i'm saying well and also like i thought it did a really good job of that feeling of like feeling really trapped oh yeah um 
and like feeling like you can't you can't say anything to anyone because they can't possibly understand definitely not an adult and just like every single thing that you do feels so shameful and so embarrassing (sighs) even though all of it is nothing you know yeah it captured that really 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 well oh I, i think so as well so uh, eighth grade, just really quickly, I want to get this over with. The, you haters out there who are like, this is a high school film podcast. You're doing eighth grade. The, a couple reasons. One, this movie is so good and it deals with such similar things uh, that I talk about. So it makes sense there. Two, there is a high school scene. There's a high school connection. It's the last week of eighth grade and it's my show. So screw you. Sorry, had to get that out of the way. Not yeah, screw you, Jordan. You screw, can do whatever you want. Screw the haters. Screw the haters. And by the way, guys, it's this movie is still in theaters, and it's one of these like slow-burning theater films. Like it, it's like I feel like every week it gets into more and more theaters. Yeah, I had to drive an hour away to see it because I live, I live in the middle of nowhere, kind of. But we do have a movie theater, but it's not here yet. Wow. Well, thank you for the commitment for the uh, for the podcast oh, as well. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm happy to. I think I would have driven to see it anyway. I can't blame you. I was really excited. And I think you mentioned this when I was on Wistful Thinking for your, I believe it was called Wistful Thinking Goes to a Party. I don't know if it was yeah. on air or off air. I can't remember. But but I know you mentioned eighth grade. And then I'm like, I got to do this movie because like, everyone was talking about it. And very glad we're doing it. So every week I read the back of the VHS cover, the back of the DVD cover. As this movie is still in theaters, I'm just going to read what it says on Fandango. And it's only a, a sentence, so... A teen endures the tidal wave of contemporary adolescence during her last week of middle school. Pretty pretty much sums it up, so that's good. <laughs> pretty straightforward. Yeah. No, it, it's not a lot happens in this movie. No, no. There's not... Yeah. Which is, like, very lifelike to me. So 98% yeah. Rotten Tomatoes. This is, like, this movie's getting a lot of buzz. Who's the 2%? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Some, some bully or something. I don't know. Screw that two percent. I mean, it's less by the heart. it's less by the audience, but I don't know. I think maybe that might be just like the people who might idealize eighth grade and go see this and be like, ugh, I don't want to think about that or something like that, you know, because it's too I'd real be for them. Curious, I'd be curious. I might go <laughs> read those after. <laughs> yeah, I didn't read the two percent. So the first thing I noticed when these trailers are coming out, besides for like the fact that this movie looked awesome, was Bo Burnham's name attached to it. I was like. Huh. is this the same Bo Burnham, like, YouTube videos I watched in college and stuff? Like, and it indeed is. Uh, were you familiar with him before this? I like him so much. I mean, um, he's really funny. I hopped on the Bo Burnham train when his What special came out on Netflix, and then saw actually saw Make Happy Live when he toured it. Oh, that's awesome. And I cried during a comedy show. Wow. (laughs) I think that's the only time that that's ever happened. (laughs) Wow, that's awesome. So he just gets better and better and better. And I really like his willingness to reject his old work or like reject the path that it looks like he should be on to just be like, yeah, I'm done with that. I'm going to do a different thing now because I think that that's the right thing to do. And I feel like that's why he was like, I'm going to write and direct a movie. I think I'm done with that comedy thing. Yeah. The like, first thing I thought was, like, is this the same Bo Burnham? Because like, this doesn't seem like the natural trajectory for that guy to do, even if it was his first uh, directorial or, or writing thing, you know? Like, mm-hmm. most comedians do, like, a vehicle for myself where I'm funny, you know? <laughs> well, I don't, have you ever listened to him give interviews? Um, for this movie, I listened to a couple. Because he's not like that at all, really. Like, he... Seems like he has 
a lot of ever-growing thoughts about fame and the internet and his own fame and what that means and that he's really really willing to follow those thoughts in a way that's not necessarily meant to serve himself although of course it does because it's his career yeah (laughs) um (laughs) yeah i think that's part of what makes him really interesting i mean that sounds awesome yeah most of the stuff i saw of him like personal interviews were just about the movie not necessarily so, like his process go listen to if you have six hours free <laughs> go listen to all of his you made it weird episodes there's like two or three of them the one that came out i think in probably 2015 is incredible like really incredible i'll definitely listen to that. that's pretty cool so homework guys listen to Bo Burnham's You Made It Weird, all six hours, mandatory, mandatory assignment. <laughs> so um, one of the big like news items with this film, too, it's a rated R film, and that's been controversial because, obviously, like I know Bo Burnham like in his interviews was speaking up against that, uh, the rating, and because, I mean, I think that it's cool for eighth graders to see this film, and I guess legally they can't do that alone or, or whatever, so. But did you see they did a screening? Yeah, yeah, no, now it's kind of, like, start, cool. starting to open up there, and and I actually watched a, a YouTube video of, like, eighth graders reviewing it, so I, I'm, I'm happy about that, and that was pretty awesome, but, I mean, did you see why it was rated R? Like, I, no. I don't know the rating system enough, and I was trying to, like, figure it out while watching the film, like, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's what I was gonna ask you, too. I, I think maybe the only thing that I can think of is because they say the word blowjob. Do you think that's what? That's the only I, thing. I mean, I guess. And there's a dildo in it for one second. <laughs> True. When she's on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, but like. What, like, what else is there? There's nothing else in it that's. Like, there's some uncomfortable stuff thematically, but not that a teenager couldn't watch. Well, that's right? what I'm saying. We're not talking about rating this movie PG. You know, no. like we're talking about going from R to PG-13. Isn't it in some kind of statement somewhere that a movie, a, a really realistic movie about uh, people who are like around 13 um, is not approved by people like to be watched for 13 year olds, you know? Yeah, it's kind of messed up. <laughs> like, I, I don't know, like, that... I'm trying to think what else was in it. Like, there really wasn't anything else. Watching the interviews, I couldn't get, like, a good 100% explanation it was because of this or it was because of that. I think we're both in agreement that it's kind of a bullshit rated R rating, and... I mean, do you think 8th graders should watch it? Oh, yeah. I Because, don't you think... I don't know. I think if I had seen a movie like this when I was in 8th grade, like... There is just nothing like this where you could no. watch somebody who is exactly like you. I think I would have lost my shit because she f- is exactly like how I felt. Yeah, I know. Like even I, even though I did have a little bit of like butterflies in my stomach watching this, like or or like a lump in my throat I, at, at that age, I would have been like, oh my god, you know. <laughs> like, I mean, wouldn't it like? Yeah, I mean, wouldn't it have? I think it would have felt good. Like I have no idea. Maybe that's not true, but I think it would have just. Like, it's like somebody looking at you and going like, wow, everything you feel right now is valid. Yeah. It's real. It happens to other people. That seems meaningful. Absolutely. And um, the way, I don't know if you noticed this, but like, I, I mean, and I could just be like crazy right now, but I thought like the way it was shot, she never looked smaller than the other characters. Like no. th- there was a lot of angles where she, she was clearly the focus and clearly like she, 
he angled it in a way, or the cinematographer angled it in a way where she was on par with even characters who were twice as tall as her. And I noticed that a lot because, obviously, I watch a lot of high school films. I watch a lot of films with young people. And they almost always do the opposite. They always almost make, like, the teacher or the parent look Hmm. twice as tall in the shot. But it was so validating to watch it that way because definitely uh, her story, Kayla, Kayla's story, and you just, you feel entrenched with it. You feel so, like, involved, you know? And Elsie Fisher does amazing in this film. She's incredible. I hope she gets nominated for an Academy Award. Like, I I mean, I don't really care about the award shows and I don't want that to, like, ruin her somehow. Like, so I don't don't want to, like, mean it like that. But I hope people acknowledge how good she does in this film. It seems like they are. I mean, every review that I've read, like, points that out almost right away. And she, like, she's so good, it's like watching a real person. Exactly. If you told me I could just keep watching her grow up forever, (laughs) I would be like, cool, yeah, 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 let's go. I want to see it. Yeah. To the point that when the dad makes that like impassionate speech to her like how he's like so proud to be like her father like i feel for him you know what i'm saying like i like i'm the same way like oh you're amazing (laughs) you know when he gave that speech i started ugly crying and then i ugly cried for the rest of the movie to the point where i was embarrassed to leave the movie theater (laughs) because i was like everyone's gonna see how red my face is and then i got it together i left and went to my car and kept ugly crying in my car wow so definitely that was just so beautiful because it was really i thought that it was really not really hard to read their relationship because like we've all been there kind of Mm -hmm. um but we were very much with her. Like, I didn't understand him until that. Like, I didn't understand how he felt about her or, like, you know, how what their past together was like, how long had her mom been gone. There was just a lot of things that, like, got light shed on them. And then you could really see why he was treating her the way he was the whole movie. Oh, it was just incredible. Yeah, I mean, just powerful. And... I mean, I was not familiar with anyone on screen. Uh, the dad was played by Josh Hamilton. Uh, Emily Robertson played Olivia, and no one else had clickable IMDb's. But, I mean, <laughs> I think the whole cast was on point. They felt so real, like you said. I watched a film right after called Skate Kitchen, and it's a new film. Oh, I want to see that. Yeah, and, it, and it's really good. No high school in it, unfortunately. But it, it's really good. still a film about young people. And it felt so real. And then I looked afterwards, like, they're all real skateboarders. And it was more like using real people in that kind of thing. And You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because when you see the trailer, it says starring the skate kitchen. And I was like, oh, they're real kids. It's, yes, this is a exactly. real skateboarding group. Well, like, one might think that eighth grade is a similar thing, even though they're just actors. But that's how, I don't know if that's how good it is or how good the writing is. It's just... It's that good of a movie that never felt like a movie. It felt like you were freaking there. Yeah. Oh, you know who else was great that I don't think we mentioned yet was um, the um, cousin from the pool party. Oh, Gabe. <laughs> He's incredible. Oh my goodness! Like, cause yes. you knew, like everyone knew that kid, right? That's... Like you know, you can think of at least one kid who was Gabe. <laughs> and he's played by Jake Ryan, and I hope he has a long and wonderful career. He's so wonderful. He really is. <laughs> so I guess I wanted to talk about two, and we kind of touched touched on it. Just the whole social media aspect of this film. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's clearly a big statement on that. Kayla is pretty much, well, two two things. She's like, I don't know if she's raised by social media, but she's like, everything she does is social media. The movie does a good job depicting that. Uh, I like when she has that line, um, 
what is it like oh nobody uses facebook anymore made me feel old yeah <laughs> the the mom of the popular girl was like okay make sure you invite like go go on facebook and invite kayla to the party yeah that's and what she it was like mom no one uses facebook anymore they all message on instagram which i was like whoa i'm, I'm really behind in the times <laughs> i am too i am too i liked um they like the movie was very 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 immersed in social media like we were watching it on the screen we were watching her use it we were watching everybody with the face in their phone but it didn't feel well one the movie didn't pass judgment yes, on that i wrote that exactly 100 percent. which made it just feel like reality like it wasn't like if you told me that i was going to watch a movie with a bunch of like teenagers on instagram i would think that that would be stressful and it wasn't at all because of the way they treated it and the way they shot it, I guess. They didn't shoot it like an anomaly, like that this was... I mean, we are led to believe that she's on it a little bit, but everyone there is. And it's just, like, I, I don't know when I got a cell phone. I was trying to think back to that, but, you know, they were in school, like, on social media. Like, what what social media, if any, were you on at that time? There wasn't any because... Like Facebook no wasn't Facebook. Even, Facebook was a thing when I was like uh, it just became a thing when I was a freshman in college and it didn't even come to my college until I was a sophomore. Wow, I think <laughs> I think yeah, no, um, I remember that like they were just like every school would get it little by little like that's what yeah, and your school had to get it. <laughs> like not only did you potentially have to be cool, your school had to be cool enough. <laughs> but like I guess like in so in let's see, I got a cell phone in ninth grade, but there were no smartphones until I was in college. Oh, yeah, for sure. At least. When did the iPhone come out? I don't know, but I didn't have one. I'm trying to think. Yeah, no. Um, And then, but there was like AOL Instant Messenger, AIM. Like, we did that a lot. AIM and LiveJournal. Yeah, that was was, (laughs) us. It's not social media, but it served the same purpose. Yeah, no. AIM was like what texting and messaging is today. You would put up your away message at night. Did you do that? Yeah, of course. And away messages became the first like Facebook statuses or whatever the kids use now. And you could, I think this was slightly before AIM, but when people were still using AOL, like before AIM was split off, oh yeah, <laughs> it, like it got split off, right? And yeah. then it could just be its own thing. But you could have an AOL profile, and you could like say, oh my who god, dating, yeah. and you could like put quotes in it. Oh my god, we would like constantly refresh to see if people updated their AOL profiles. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, <laughs> like the dating part was a huge deal in hindsight. Yeah. Like seventh graders saying their relationship status i mean but it's real you watch this film and like i think people older people try to ignore the the hormones of younger people yeah they do that's part of what was so upsetting about watching this and i think that's a really normal thing but like to watch her not know how to deal with like a lot of the stuff that happens to her in this that's related to men or relationships specifically is really, really upsetting to watch. Side note a little bit. But they watch a sex ed video in this, <laughs> and it's a sex ed video, which, like, we watched those two for the most part. Eventually, we had sex ed from a teacher where I'm from. Gotcha. But everyone probably doesn't have that. But, like, why are they videos? Like, could you not get one adult to stand there and, like, talk to them? Like, they're... <laughs> people because they are and it's a real thing that's happening to them so i found that i was like wait 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 that's weird yeah i think it's just like this is an awkward thing let me just 
put a video in and that'll deal with it, which is like terrible. So bad. <laughs> it's terrible. So bad. I don't think at my school we ever had a video. I remember the first time like we had a video, but I had a very good like gym slash like a uh, hell teacher. It's always the gym teacher. Yeah, which is funny, right? <laughs> <laughs> but he, he was really, really awesome. And he would answer like all your questions and we had a lot of them and he didn't make it feel awkward at all but i've like talked to other people and there you know there's some people who just it's like an obligation to them and they feel awkward explaining it to kids yeah. but it's like really important now look did, was the curriculum as thorough as one would have liked especially when it comes to not necessarily the anatomical things but more like i don't know all everything else yeah <laughs> like, like all the other stuff that also matters yeah like dealing with people things and stuff like like good communication and like how to have boundaries and like like what real good intimacy looks like and how people should treat you and how you should treat other people. A hundred percent. Like, and if I have to All say my things. biggest education regret, that might be it. Like, I mean, nothing I can control, but, and, and I, like, I'll admit that so much of like my early relationship life, which I completely regret, was just feeling out intimacy, if that makes sense, you know, like in terms of just getting... No, it does. How, and, and like, I some, some of the stuff I feel bad about, you know, nothing terrible, I don't want to go into that, but some of the stuff I'm like... I just wish I knew, you know? I just wish I knew what was cool and what was not cool in terms of communi- yeah, but communication. You, I mean, I think I think most people you would talk to of our generation would say the same thing because that's the only way you can learn it. Unless you, like, happen to come in contact with people who are particularly good at it for whatever reason when you're young um, or when you're first starting to have those kinds of relationships. Like, how else do you learn besides, like, fucking it up? And hopefully being smart enough to be like, oh, okay, that was not right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know. This movie brought up back a lot of that, you know, just like, what do I do here? You know, back then, like, <laughs> where do I go? I want to bring up, though, with the social media thing, her her YouTube channel, which I think is, like, great because I just love the juxtaposition of her YouTube persona and her real life persona Mm -hmm. and it's not like a hidden thing here it's like obvious to every viewer but it's just i think we've all been there at one point where uh our persona in one place is so like the person we want to be and the person we actually are in a social setting like i think this movie was did an awesome job at depicting that yeah i mean i think even most yeah like even most adults still go through that to some extent like as an adult it's easier because you can hopefully have a better have like you're more able to choose your own friends and choose Mm -hmm. your own life situations so hopefully it becomes easier to be the person that you want to be and to feel supported the way you want to feel supported but like i still feel a lot of those eighth grade things yeah they're very like you know they're like very real emotions it's just i feel some of them are like are translated to the workplace or just like different kind of social settings (laughs) like uh that pool party was so like nerve-wracking her like to watch but it's just it's it's great well first of all like what makes this like script so good to me is like the little the little beats here and there like the fact that you could tell that that one mom is crushing on um yeah she wanted the dad to come in (laughs) and 
then I was like, oh, maybe she's single, but she wasn't. She Her wasn't. husband was there. That was great. That was that like, was a good little gem, yeah. Absolutely. And honestly, I like how they didn't make that a subplot that like lasted throughout mm-hmm. the film. Because that would have like taken away from like Elsie uh, or Kayla's story, uh, I think, a little bit. But that was just like a, a great little thing. Like, And she didn't just randomly get an invite because it was nice. Like, She got an invite to the party because the mom wanted to see the dad, mm-hmm. which is, again, amazing. Just want to add, though, the dad is a single father and at least 60% of these films, and I say a different number every time, that I watch on this podcast have a single father or a single mother. Really? Yeah, it's like so far the longest thing. I, I don't know, I guess it adds some drama to... to what else have you watched? Let's see. Uh, Edge of Seventeen, mm-hmm. Cinderella Story. I'd have to mm-hmm. look at my list, but I, there's at least, I counted the other day, there's at least, I think, six or seven wow. of them. I wouldn't have thought, although it's like Disney movies, I guess. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think it's just, again, like sometimes it can be just like an easy... Yeah, Ten Things I Hate About You is just a dad. Yeah, you know, that, that's a good one too. And a lot of them, like, again, I looked at my, my list going forward and I'm like, wow, a lot of these are just like single mom or single dad. I'm going to look this up quick because I can't off the top of my head <laughs> remember what movies I've done so far. I can't. For Wistful, I can't ever. We've done so many <laughs> at this point. that it, Like literally last week, Kara was like, yeah, and we watched this movie. And I was like, we've watched that? <laughs> <laughs> It's so weird because like for the week that like I'm editing or talking about it, like everything's about that movie. And then it just... Next next movie up. <laughs> Let's see. Um, okay, Orange County had divorce. So I did this movie, The Kissing Booth, on Netflix, which is pretty bad. And that had a single father. Cinderella Story. Um, Edge of 17. D3 The Mighty Ducks, technically. Charlie's mom is a single mother. Da-da-da. Okay, so that's it that I've recorded. But I have some other ones down the pike. But I've only done 16 episodes that are out so far. That's a that's a lot, though. I I mean, I never thought about it in these movies before the parentage. But yeah. Was there a single parent in Greece? I can't remember. So. Did they have parents in Greece? <laughs> I don't think they have parents. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> it's just as long. I'm not like criticizing even eighth grade for doing it because like it made sense. I didn't feel like it was just like a. No, it did. It almost like would have like I feel like part of what worked so well about this movie was that there wasn't a lot of characters in it like it would have added a whole other dynamic for her to have another parent also and it just like it worked better that it was simpler than that yeah no i i agree i agree so maybe that's the function sometimes you know like just yeah. behind the scenes writing wise as we dissect this where it's just it makes the story a little bit simpler but again like they have such a great like that back to that ending conversation you know it it, it goes over so well so I'm totally I'm totally like down with it not that fact that she doesn't have a mother but you know oh I like that the mother ran out on that oh you know what I mean I don't really like that but I like (laughs) I like story-wise that the mother ran out on them and that she just didn't like pass away yeah because that that like it sucks to lose a parent but there's a different like sort of bag of emotions when someone abandons you like that. Yeah, and it's not very common that somebody talks about a mother abandoning a child. Oh a yeah, no, that's it's always a dad. That's a really there's good point. There's a movie. I should have looked it up, but because it made me think of this. Um, but I can't think of what movie it is. There's a movie where, as an adult, I think. Uh, a man, I think, meets up with his mom who had run out on him. Hmm. when he was a kid and she gives this monologue where she's basically just like yeah i couldn't be a mother 
I wasn't good at it. But it's like so rare that you see. Yeah, it's mostly the father. Like that's that. like a, that's like a thing that happens a lot. The father. Uh, I mean, in films, you know, it's it's rarely the mother. So that was like interesting to see. Because honestly, maybe because my brain was trained this way, but the whole time I thought she died until like he he revealed that. Yeah. That was just my assumption. So I, I definitely thought that was super interesting. <laughs> I mean, there's. What was I? Don't, I can't remember the guy's name. I'm sure if I looked up the credits, but I liked how they would shoot that guy she had a crush on. Yeah, and they would play the music every time he came on the screen, and he would be like all slow motion. But because everyone knew that kid too, I could tell you who that kid was in my school. Will you name a name? <laughs> you don't have to. I'm kidding. No, I'm sure he would never listen to this. But I was friends with him. He was real cute. He was so cute. And then I went to college with him too for a little bit. Ah, uh, okay. So definitely don't mention his name. <laughs> That's great though. No, everyone knew that guy. Um, he's a little bit. Uh, he's a little bit <laughs> interesting. What, uh, so, so that brings me to this because I want to talk about like the little conversation they have. But what did you think of that whole, I guess, uh, school shooting drill thing? Whoa, that was so crazy! It was like it. They it was treated like a fire drill like you know when kids are like ugh, we got to do the fire yeah. drill but it was a school shooting and there was like literal fake blood like i don't know that was that was it it wasn't actually upsetting to watch in the movie because of how it was done it was treated so so normally just like everything else it was just like oh this is a thing that's happening okay let's go yeah um, yeah but then if you think about it it's like uh, like what an indictment on our society today i i really that's something that i ha- i would have to ask like a some, an eighth grader now or if they actually do it to that level uh when you were in school did they have anything like that no oh well so no but we had a lot of bomb scares at my school did you have those i don't think we had an actual bomb scare we did like i can think of a few times where we would have to go outside because somebody said there was a bomb there was never anything there was never anything real but there was one time where we had to go outside the entire school and it it started in the morning and for whatever reason they were taking it like really seriously and we had to stay outside for so long that they just sent everybody home eventually wow and there was like all these crazy rumors that people were seeing that there were like people with guns on the roof like none of it was true and like obviously nothing happened but like that's the closest that we ever had to anything like that. Wow. Uh, we had we had lockdown drills, which were like four school shootings, but mm-hmm. there wasn't like a guy with a gun there and fake blood. We thought they were so funny, <laughs> you know? Why? Because they because it wasn't really a reality to us. Like, well, because the only one that had happened was Columbine. Columbine. Right? There was like ones here and there that would happen, hmm. but it just, it seems so far-fetched. And I made a joke at the time and I said, wouldn't it be hilarious if the teachers had sniper rifles? And I, <gasps> and I look back to that now and we're talking about arming teachers. I'm like, my God. Yeah. It's like real now. Yeah. Like that's what, what has happened? <laughs> so yeah. The only active shooting situation that I, I was part of was in college, some guy. Well, uh, wow. This stuff's coming back to me now. So it, two things in college happened one there was an active shooter on campus Whoa. um but well not shooter he had a gun and he had a mask but he forgot to load the 
the weapon properly, and he was subdued rather quickly. Still a little scary, you know? Yeah. I, I remember that day, like, I, I, so I, like, avoided creativity for years. Um, I did not want to, like, it's not something that's really promoted in my family, so it was, like, a burning thing inside me that I hid mm-hmm. until, like, someone convinced me to take a creative writing class, and I did it, and I loved it, but it was too late to, like, major in it, and I was just, I was so doing so freaking well, and I wrote this amazing story. I, well, I thought at the time, I'm sure it's shit, but... <laughs> Uh, and I was so ready to present my story to the class. I had stayed up all night tweaking it. And then this active shooter was on campus and I canceled class. And the selfish asshole me, all I could think of was, damn, I cannot share my art. And <laughs> like, yeah. And looking back, I'm like, what an asshole, Brian. You're such an asshole. <laughs> and yeah. And this other time I went to class and it was night class. And um, we were walking out and this like handgun popped out of this kid's bag and I was not even phased because I'm like I literally walked away and I'm like well it's so weird that this guy's a toy gun in school (laughs) I mean even when at least we were in college like that was not something that I was actively Mm -hmm. maybe after like Virginia Tech or something but it's not something that I actively was like processing and you shouldn't I guess my point is we shouldn't have to worry about that in schools but it's something we really really do and i guess that like kids of this generation whether that drill is or not it's so much more of a reality yeah it's definitely something that i would imagine they at least talk about in most schools now right yeah wow it just and it's not this this scene doesn't play a major part of the film but it's definitely that was something that was like whoa okay (laughs) this is interesting yeah well i i teach children circus so it doesn't like necessarily come up there but i remember a coach friend of mine recently said that it came up like with one of her kids classes like very little kids like six years old wow. but they were they were talking about it because they had just talked about it and done like a drill at school and it's i was like oh man like this is a thing that i am gonna have to know what to say if a kid starts talking about this to me which like just never occurred to me before it's so it's so heavy (laughs) yeah yeah man that that that's like so tough wow uh (laughs) oh but i bring this up too because like during this lockdown um, drill or whatever it's called. That's when she like crawls over to that kid she likes, and she she says she's gonna share, like she makes up that story about sharing naked pictures with them. Mm-hmm. Because she found out that he broke up with his last girlfriend because the girl wouldn't send him naked pictures. Good for her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like how again I don't when I say like I don't say it's good, but I like it was interesting to me. That's a better way to put it. It was interesting to me how she. So many people were like, avoid that guy. He's bad news. Yet she would just continue potentially going to make a very bad decision there. It didn't end up happening. Well, you know, for that one week, she thought about it. (laughs) True, true. It is just a week. I need to put things in context. Oh, man. Like that, and that kind of, I don't know. How did you feel? Do you think this is, do you think this is actually going on in eighth grade? Like, I absolutely. Like, (laughs) that made me feel like a little bit. I know it's real, and I was happy about that, but I was like, wow, man. I I know. I mean, don't you just want to be like, no, stop it, your babies, stop it. Yeah, no, exactly. I'm like, oh, like, it's just, oh. Like, I have uh, two of my, like, very close friends are both, you know, their um, wives and, you know, whatever, are expecting. 
and and I'm just like, wow. I like I know I, I don't have any children, but I, if I do have children, and I know eighth grade's a long time from now, I'm like, I don't know if I, <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready to know that my hypothetical eighth grader is looking up how to give blowjobs and stuff like that. Yeah. But this movie is good to watch for parents too, because it's like again, smack you in the face. This is reality. Your kid's doing. This. Your kid is at least hearing about this. So if you're not talking to them about it, they're getting it somewhere else. That's that's what I was thinking about a lot too. Like. I feel like a lot of this stuff, like the sex stuff, was like stuff that we heard about for sure. Vaguely, you saw it referenced in a movie, something. Mm -hmm. But like the internet wasn't like it is now. Like you couldn't just ask the internet what it was and like actually see it. That's a really good point. So like what a different world that is. And, And maybe it can be used for good but mostly i think that it just makes it so that kids think that sex is like porn is and that's bad Oof! yeah wow that's because that is probably how at least men are learning about sex now i mean you one would have to assume like it's like how if you type blowjob in google i don't know the google filters let's do it okay (laughs) google off yeah it's just porn oh and okay you know what's it's not okay the first two are porn the third one is 21 blowjob tips from Cosmo Magazine. <laughs> Which is funny <laughs> for this film. Okay. And then the rest, it's just that sandwiched in between a bunch of <laughs> Oh, I see it now. That's oh, and then there's another one, 10 orgasmic blowjob tips to make your man explode. So even better. <laughs> so really, this is not good for anybody. Yeah, is there anything on this first page that that is like... Oh, this is educational. And... No, not, not, no. If you, oh man. Okay, so then I rev- I've revised my search. It now is a search for blowjob sex ed. Because I'm, sh- I'm sure that there actually are good YouTube channels for teenagers about this. Yeah, even by virtue that there's everything, you know. It's still like a lot of, it's still a lot of porn. Oh God, yeah, <laughs> yeah I just looked yeah, up. It, no, it, it's, it's like not. sex ed themed porn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there you go, you know? Like, that's... <laughs> so, like, that's the world that these kids live in, which is... That's the scary part to me. Yeah, like... And if they're not being taught how to... With with any media, but especially with something that's so, so important, if they're not being taught how to weed out, like, this is good and this is bad, which is, like, that's way too simple, but you know what I mean. Yeah. With all the kinds of media, like, we're in trouble. I mean, how... I don't want this to be, like, China, where, like, our internet is restricted. No. But, I mean, how do how do we legislate that? I'm sure, I know we don't have the... Not, I don't you mean legislate. Don't, you, literally. You, you raise... You raise smart kids. Like, you just hopefully raise kids who, again, like, just know... Are, you've made them smart enough and well-educated enough that they know what they're looking at. But I feel like this is something that, like, it's going to take generations to figure out oh, how to yeah. properly use the internet. Yeah, or the whole world is just going to explode and we'll all live in the forest. <laughs> That's possible, too. That's possible, too. <laughs> oh, man. No, but yeah, I mean, it's, like, it's so far beyond what anybody bothered to figure out, like, how to do it well. <laughs> and especially, like think of the adults who are teaching kids they actually don't probably even understand it very well unless they've gone very far out of their way to study it um and see how kids interact with it and see how young people interact with it like because they didn't grow up with it they actually don't know what it's like no we're like a transitional kind of group but like the first people who properly know it are like the people maybe 
in college now getting their like teaching degrees like who mm-hmm. who know and, and it's always gonna evolve so yeah <sighs> wow it's just it's just so crazy oh so i want to get into the actual high school angle in this film um when she does her like sh- shadowing day with that girl olivia mm-hmm. um i well what did you think of first of all this whole angle and the olivia character and then obviously we can get into what it becomes because it becomes you know i thought it was so sweet it was so sweet the way that she treated her and i kept i kept waiting for there to be something nasty about her where she was going to like abandon kayla or something but she really didn't like she was awesome i thought yeah no i was i thought the same thing in terms of like what is she going to do wrong to her i thought she was going to like when she gave her said to like contact me anytime i thought she just wasn't going to pick up at a critical time right yeah 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 um what do you think olivia's motivation was that was something i was kind of like not struggling with but i was kind of curious about yeah i agree because i like if i think of myself well i don't know what i would do actually we didn't have anything like that i've never heard of anything like that in real life so i don't know i'll tell you what if it exists in real life they wouldn't take every high schooler and pair them with every no (laughs) they would just take the best and the brightest and they would just be like leading a group or something (laughs) yeah it would be it wouldn't be like this but i think maybe i think this movie has a lot of faith in its characters for the most part um and treats them as if they are good yeah that's a good point because like good people definitely exist in this this film's universe yeah and so i just think that's what she was i think she saw like maybe olivia was kayla four years ago you know like maybe she just saw part of herself in that and was like genuinely just trying to be a nice person. Um, yeah, because she like she even says like she made all her good friends in, if you want to call yeah. those people good friends, but it, she made all her good friends in high school and stuff. So I guess that makes sense. Like you know, she just there are good people. I guess you know. Um, I I like in this podcast. I like anytime they go to a mall because I hung out at the mall <laughs> a bunch as a kid, and that was actually the exterior shot was the Palisades Mall, and that was my mall growing up. I thought it might have been, but I wasn't sure. Oh man, that's so cool. <laughs> we hung out at the movie theater in my town. We didn't hang out at the mall. Well, that mall had a movie theater, so that was like the movie theater we hung out at. Yeah. And I always say on this podcast, the coolest thing, like when you're younger, is just like going to the movie theater and just seeing a movie. We didn't ever see any movies. <laughs> we just okay. <laughs> this this was my life. This was ninth grade. This was not eighth grade, but this started in ninth grade, <laughs> probably. And so we there was like it was like a shopping plaza, and it had an AMC movie theater. It had a Macy's, it had a Petco, it had a ShopRite, had a pizza place. But you had to, like, go down these stairs to go to the ShopRite and the pizza place. They were separate. Mm. But, like, that's where all the kids hung out. And, like, not the the cool kids. Like, I wasn't the cool kids anymore in 90s. (laughs) And we, like, and there was, like, cops there, but I think they could never really figure out how to kick us out because we weren't, like, really doing anything wrong. Although, like, we were drunk and high, like, every time we were there <laughs> like i don't know how we didn't get caught not every time that we were there but like enough uh but so yeah that was like everybody would just go to the movies on friday night we'd be like see you at the movies like yeah see you at the movies and then we would just stand there for hours our parents would drop us off and then our parents would pick us up like hours <laughs> later that's great loitering <laughs> so weird god it would must have been horrible for the adults who were there see our uh like i said the movie theater we went to was connected to the mall so our loitering kind of just happened around the entire mall not just in front of 
the movie theater. But when we did see movies, we would just like go see a movie and not like care very much what it was. Or Mm -hmm. it was like, that poster looks interesting. What movie should we see? That one starts in 10 minutes. Let's see that one. So we're watching my big fat Greek wedding or something like that. Like that's just, that's just kind of how it went. But it's just, it's interesting, you know, it's interesting because we're in the world of easy access to trailers. Yeah. Anyway, I do want to discuss, well, a couple things. Yeah, the mall thing because, well, first... I like how the dad was kind of, like, spying on her. He never fails to be, like, the worst. Like, that's what I like (laughs) a lot about this dad. It's like, obviously, he's a good dad. He gives a great speech. He's excellent. But, like, he is awful. Like, I wanted to tell him to stop. (laughs) (laughs) No, exactly. Like, he's a good guy. But if he does not know what he's doing, (laughs) no, because if you were in her shoes, especially, I would have reacted the same way. Like, oh my god! Right, right. (laughs) He's just like so lame, dad, and it does not. (laughs) Exactly, and uh, the movie does a great job because it lulls us into just like thinking he dropped her off. Like I wasn't even thinking the dad was going to be there, and he goes like, "Who's that weird person staring at you?" And I didn't know like even who it would be, and then it's like, oh my god, (laughs) it's the dad. Oh, and, and, like, how he kind of apologizes there is, like, that was, like, I don't want to say a nice moment, but, like... He actually reminds... So, I I have, like, a... I didn't always get along with my dad. It's better now. But I feel like my dad is also a little like that, even now, where he'll, like, he'll try really hard. Because he's a good person. And we just don't always... You know, we've had some rocky times, so we just... It's not always great, you know? But, like, I, and I can see my dad in that guy. And then he'll just be like, I'm sorry, here's some money. <laughs> like, I feel like that's a very dad move. Yeah, I, like was, I was going to say When that. they sometimes don't know what else to do to, to like, make something right or, like, show that they love you. Like, that's just what they do instead sometimes. Yeah, yeah, just that image of that $20 bill. That, 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 <laughs> that was great. Like, that was, that was really cool. <laughs> yeah. The mall thing ends up leading to... I mean, one of the more controversial moments of the film as they're all like, you know, that's what she says, I'll get a ride. And they're all going home. And there's that one friend that she kind of has a little bit of like banter with at the table. Because he's also quiet. Yeah, exactly. He's also quiet. And and they do like, for lack of a better word, connect. Um, And then they obviously have uh, Olivia's dropped off. But as soon as he said, um, oh, I'll take her home. Don't worry. Like you know. Yeah, you're like something's gonna happen. I was like, oh, I don't know if I want this movie to go there. Um, well, I guess so. You know, he plays truth or dare with her. I mean, he's at he, they're seniors, so he's at least four years older than her. But back mm-hmm. then, even still, four years is like that's a lot, a lot. at that age. A that lot. means she's like thirteen or fourteen, and he's probably eighteen. Like that's a lot. Even if he's 17, whatever. I remember, like, um, being a junior and someone I knew dated a freshman in, in high school and I thought it was weird. You yeah. Know, like, Every year is a lot at that age, I feel like. Absolutely. So, I mean, I, I guess uh, I'll ask you first, what did you think of this whole um, almost taking advantage of scene? Or, or Me and another girl in the theater were, like, visibly, like, no, 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 like, while it was happening. But I... I think this is where you start to see what the dad sees in this kid because as much as she wants to fit in, she wants people to like her, she probably wants this guy to like her. You know, he's a high schooler, he's kind of cute, whatever. Like, she gives a firm no when it goes too far. I mean, the whole thing goes too far for her. She should have said no sooner. Yeah. But, like, when she she reaches, like, her true line – 
like she stands up for herself and that's so cool and i'm so glad that that's what happened uh, yeah i was gonna say the same thing so they play this game of truth or dare he ends up taking his shirt off asking her to take her shirt off she's clearly uncomfortable the whole time but i was i was actually a little worried here that the movie was going to go in a direction i did not like want it to go or like think it was like necessary to go I'm glad that they used the moment. There's a similar scene in uh, Edge of Seventeen, a movie I always mm-hmm. talk about on this podcast, but where they, they use the moment to give her some kind of power. Um, I just I was like so glad things didn't get violent or farther than yeah. that because I think it would have taken. I mean, which could realistically happen. I'm not saying that that. Yeah, that's know, why it was so scary. Yeah, and but I didn't. I just did not want the movie to go there or be about like this violent act against her. No. You know. But I also think that goes back to like how the movie treats the characters in the movie where even this guy who obviously is doing something he should not be doing and we all know he shouldn't be doing it. He does stop. He you know, he he I think we're maybe left feeling about him. I mean, I could feel a lot of things about him if I start really thinking about it. <laughs> but, like, more that he's, like, dumb, but not, like, evil, you know? Yeah, I mean... He's a dumb idiot. That's a, that's who, a really good you point. Know? That's a really good point, yeah. like he, Because if he was evil, if, you know, he would have, he would have, when she said no, he would have kept going. Yeah, no, that like I said, like, uh, the way you put it, that's a really good point. Because he, you're right, she did say no, and he... <laughs> he was very creepy, obviously, but he he did stop when she said no. Um, that you know, but that scene though made me so. I mean, she gave like eight hundred nonverbal no's before she gave her verbal no. But you know, I'm just again, I'm just happy. She it was a big moment because she mm-hmm. was able to say no, which was yeah, which was great because well, yeah, and because after after like the blowjob thing, I was worried that she wasn't going to yeah, you know, absolutely. I mean, whew, whew, yeah. No, I was very curious to hear your thoughts on that scene or anybody's really, because I haven't talked about um, this movie with anyone really. And it's because that, that to me was the most like, I could see people being a little upset about that scene. But, mm. but I think, again, it's very much redeemed by her saying no, gaining that power, and just like, it's, it's also not brushed aside. She's clearly affected by it after. Yeah. And, well, and it, I don't, I would, I would like to have an argument with anybody who finds this upsetting because like, this is just real. Like, if you're a girl, this is like, you get, especially when you're younger, unless maybe not every girl, but like, I definitely didn't know what I was doing. And I definitely didn't know how to like, clearly be like, yes, I would like this to happen. Or like, no, no, please. I don't want this to happen. I would like to leave this situation right now. Like I didn't have those skills. And I think a lot of women, young women don't have those skills. So you do end up in situations where even looking back, like maybe it was nothing, maybe it was innocent, but the way that it made you feel was bad enough that, like, that was something real that happened to you, you know, the way another person made you feel. Um, mm, yeah. Whether or not it was, like, physical or violent or anything like that, like, that is so, so, so real for girls, and, like, we actually need to see more things like this. I mean, well, I'm, I'm, I mean, I... I mean, I agree as much as I can agree, you know, obviously I'm not a girl, but in terms of like, that's people who don't like this film. And I, I hate being this like uh bougie and pretentious about it, but people who don't like this film don't like it because maybe it's too real, you know? Yeah. Like that's, that's what I feel about that. Or I don't know, maybe there's somebody who doesn't like the cinematography. Well, and fuck may- maybe you don't want 
maybe that's not what you want from your movies, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, true. I mean, that that's a, that's a really good point. I do. I like to watch movies and feel real feelings. A hundred percent. So we, we talked about the scene with the dad. Oh, man, there's something I missed from earlier that I was like, oh, I need to, I need to bring this up, but now I... I completely forgot. Can I can I bring up one? Please. What do you think? Please. The do. banana was so <laughs> funny. That was so funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. That was that was a great scene. And uh, so I mean, by the way, I didn't say this at the beginning, but maybe I'll say this in my intro. Spoiler alert! If you haven't seen this film, but uh, just like see it. <laughs> yeah, but see it. <laughs> the whole the banana thing's hilarious because, I mean, when she looks up like how to give a blowjob, she you know. That, what does it say? Somewhere says it like a banana or find something. I forgot yeah. why she picks the banana. But I mean, I know why. Well, I think <laughs> to me it looked like <laughs> uh, I think she so she started to watch a YouTube video where a woman had a dildo and then she very quickly was like, oh, and like didn't watch it. Like she was like, I can't do this. Yeah. And so then instead she goes to the kitchen and gets a banana. <laughs> and the, again, the, so the dad walks in when. She, I'm glad we didn't, like, see, you know, like, the dad... Oh, yeah. Because, like, unnecessary, yeah. you know, we get it. And the dad walks in, and he's like, oh, you like bananas? And he, like, apparently she doesn't like bananas, and she she just has that classic teenage girl thing, like, oh, well, I like it now, God, you know? Yeah, and he's like, no, 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 you don't like bananas. Like, I even, I wrote it down, let me see, I'm gonna... It was, like, clearly a thing that he had thought very hard about, because he had been yelled at about it before. <laughs> And he's like, no, 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 I think I even wrote it down. You don't like, no, like, remember? And she's like, whatever, I like bananas. And then so she peels it and starts to eat it so painfully. Like, I thought she was going to throw up. And then she... Oh, yeah, her face there is so great. That's what makes her so good. Like, she's so good. Yeah, and then and they really, like, let it go on for a while, too. <laughs> and then um, she, she spits out the banana and then throws the rest of the banana at him and runs away. <laughs> and again, there I put myself in the father's shoes. And, I'm, and I, if I were him, I'd be like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing wrong. Like, this is... Like, this person is an alien. Yeah. Like... like... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, that that was a great, great scene. What I actually remembered was from the way beginning. So sorry for going out of order, guys. But in, in that assembly, when she's like hoping, so they're announcing all the superlatives. Superlatives are mean. They are, and uh, they um, she's like hoping very briefly that she doesn't win most quiet, and of course she does. Yeah. Did you win any middle school superlatives or even high school superlatives? No, I don't think we had them in high, in my high school year. I don't think. Probably a good thing. <laughs> in middle school, I was trying to remember, I think in middle school we made up ones that weren't as mean. <laughs> um, so it wasn't like prettiest, because like that's yeah. shitty. Yeah, that is. And I was, I can't remember what they were though. I have my yearbooks, so I should get them out. Yeah, I couldn't find my middle school yearbook. I didn't win any in high school because I, um, I wasn't very, I wasn't unpopular in high school. I'll just put it this way, I, I wasn't very well liked in high school mm-hmm. in terms of, um, I had a different sense of humor we'll put it that way mm-hmm. <laughs> in middle school i won most school spirited not sure why um and i won a school spirited i think i won another one or i was second place for another one i don't know it was i know in high school they were more like we went to high school with more people and it was dominated kind of by like the really really popular kids 
Nor do, you know, I wasn't really... I People, like, campaigned in the hallways to win certain superlatives. And, really? Yeah, and I was not going to do that. <laughs> I won, yeah, I won an award, but that wasn't a... That was, like, a teacher thing, and I think superlatives are decided by the students. What was the award? Well, I won two awards. I won the uh, New York Times History Award, which was just... You just had to have a general inter- interest in social studies, and I took almost every social studies class. And I won the Improv Award for the best improver that year. So, yay. Oh. <laughs> I held a school record for push-ups. Wow. That's yeah. that's impressive. I think that's the only thing I did. It makes sense with your gymnast and circus skills. I think that was middle school, though. I don't think that was high school. Yeah, but you, you, it must have been calling you. Yeah. <laughs> I am the worst at push-ups, so I definitely did not win that one. Um, yeah, I mean, it is, isn't it such a weird concept, though, to have, like, your peers are judging you 24-7 it's in school. It's mean. Let's institutionalize it. Kids are already it. mean to each other. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't know. That's like when I teach kids, like that's what I hate it when they are mean to each other, talk about each other in ways that are nasty. Like, (laughs) like I would never do anything. I don't even like, like I even like get conflicted when I have contests because like sometimes the best way to get especially little kids to do things is to make it a contest. But even that I feel conflicted about because I hate. (laughs) I hate that somebody's going to win it and somebody's going to lose it. And I know that's just kind of how life works, but you know it's like always the same kid who wins and the same kid who loses. And that is probably also how life works, but yeah. I hate that. (laughs) I I know what you're saying. Because you know the loser kid is good at something. Yeah, no, it's true. And it's just, because again, the things that are picked are, (laughs) what a disaster. I feel so bad again. Because she wins in this movie, but does she really win? No. No. Yeah, who would want to be voted most quiet that's so mean (laughs) oh man no it's and again the the looks on her face are so priceless in this film like she 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 does such such a good job uh so i guess we can bring the film home though so flash back to the kind of ending thing i liked the whole um after the dad talk they have like that whole graduation scene where she's Mm -hmm. like in line and she you think she's gonna talk to the popular I, I don't know if you really know if he's that popular. The kid she likes. You think she's going to talk to him. Yeah. But she ends up talking to, like, the popular girl. She tells them how mean they are. Yeah, which is great. Without making eye contact with them. Which is even better, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like she's changed, but she's not changed. Exactly. Like, yeah. these little beats are great. Like, uh, another, like, good facial thing and good, like, reaction from her was when she, uh, the whole assembly with the time capsules. Mm-hmm. And she plays her, like, video about like eighth grade and the expectations and stuff and you could tell like ugh, you know she she just like feels like so disappointed in herself and you just feel for her but her later time capsule is like actually pretty cool so like she definitely definitely matures in the in the one week we see her in this film (laughs) yeah you know and and i think uh i think that's great um anything else oh i mean there's that great like is that like a date with gabe or whatever at the end or oh it was so cute so she goes over gabe's house and he has laid out chicken nuggets and french fries for them and he got two of every sauce and put them in rainbow order (laughs) laid them out it was so cute and so like my sister would do that. Like, I also know people who would do that. That's great. And, and it, was, it was the most we saw her talk to another person her age in the whole movie. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 
That was great. Yeah. And they both were like, I'm nervous. Like they said it out loud to each other. And he was like, I like your videos. Like, yeah, it was just, it was so sweet. Yeah. And again, like we're, you know, we don't necessarily believe in happily ever after that they're going to fall in love, no, get I don't married, need that. you know, like, like exactly. It's just like, it was nice for her to have a human connection with somebody like that. Yeah. You saw yeah, it with for Olivia. Her to really, yeah. For, but this but for was her to really find like another weirdo. Yes. Her own age going through the same stuff that she's going to through who thinks that she's really cool. That's part of it is like he's the first person like a peer in this movie to tell her that he just likes her. Which is like, which is human. great. <laughs> yeah, it's so cool. And it's like like Olivia again like likes her, but she likes her almost I don't want to say like complete sympathy, but it's related to that. No, yeah. it's like a little sister thing though, you yes. know, like they're not going to be friends, probably real friends. Yeah. And I mean, it could be something too. I don't know like how deep it goes, but like she obviously didn't grow up with a mother and Olivia was very like almost like motherly to her. So mm-hmm. that's that's a different kind of relationship. The peer relationship with uh, Gabe, and again, if you guys don't remember, it's the movie Gabe is the cousin of the popular girl. And I love, again, how we meet him, how he pops up out of that pool. Yeah, and then he <laughs> keeps doing handstands and putting his butt right in her face. <laughs> and of course, he does that like total pool-style handstand of like not putting your leg straight, straight up. Yeah, yeah. Do you think, <laughs> I just had a thought, like, I think that if we look at... Um, if we look at her and him, we kind of believe that they're similar in a lot of ways. Like, they're both kind of weirdos. Like, not super comfortable in their own skin. Maybe a little bit different than the people around them. But we see that he has this, like, confidence that she doesn't have. Do you think that's a male-female thing? Like, do you think boy weirdos <laughs> get a confidence that girl weirdos don't get to have just because like that's kind of how the world works i mean i think i mean i think that could be true i th- I, I don't know if it like it's a hundred percent of a rule but i think it's probably more likely that way if that like makes yeah sense. like when you just when you watch their behaviors and like how he acts and how she acts i don't know not yeah, everything but- is about gender but like he really seems to own parts of his weirdness that she is not able to yeah because he has no nervousness about being at his cousin. He's not like That's in with everybody, true. but he's he's no, at a, right. like he's at his cousin's pool party. But it's like all people he doesn't know, you know. And he goes up and talks. But he's to just her. at like a family party, like whatever, yeah, you know. True. I mean, I, I think there's something to that because he also behaves like, and, and we do frown upon this a lot. But he also kind of behaves in a very uh, gentlemanly way when they're at that mm-hmm. table. You know? Yeah. He, but he, he definitely sees her as, like, an equal. He's not, like, talking down to her, which is great. No, no, no. But, no, but it is very, like, he made the first move to, like, talk to her and, like, invite her to hang out. Yeah, he's, like, he's leading the way. Yeah. So maybe maybe there is, like, a gender thing there. It's definitely, like, it feels like it's easier to be a guy in this world than to, like, especially in this, like, in her world, too, than, than to be, like, a, a girl like that. Because think about a lot of her videos. A lot of her videos are about beauty, you know, and, and, and just makeup and the way she has to look which is fine mm-hmm. with whatever but gabe's definitely not making videos about the way he looks you know <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so it is i mean there are definitely like differences i mean so that, that's an that's definitely an interesting point i just 
again, I'm just so happy that they connect. I'm so happy like he just wasn't like a little bit of like a funny character at this pool party. Yeah, he like served a real purpose. <laughs> like I got so excited when you see him messaging her. Like you're not mm-hmm. sure who's messaging her, and it's like, oh, it's Gabe, the cousin, you know, or whatever. Like, and I'm like, oh yes, he's gonna come back. <laughs> That's where when she went to his house and it was so cute. That's when my like ugly crying also started to turn into laughing. <laughs> no, I hear you. So, Jordan, any more scenes you want to talk about with this film, or anything else you wanted to touch on? Oh, I think we we did it. I think we talked about so many good things. I I feel like we talked about almost every scene. <laughs> Maybe, which is very impressive because again, not trying to like toot our own horns here, but like we just saw this movie in theaters and i know like recently but it's not it wasn't the usual process at least for me yeah usually i got like a couple pages of notes but yeah and a lot of times i've seen it before and even if i haven't seen it before i'm more in like a studying mode you know i was just we were just yeah. at, we were just at the movies you know <laughs> oh here's what i want to say i sat next to a mom and a son when i saw this yesterday and the son the kid was like 10 like I was like I think he's too young to see this (laughs) and he actually happened to leave during the blowjob part I don't think it was on purpose like he went to the bathroom or something (laughs) but I was like okay I think I'm glad that he wasn't here for this part (laughs) yeah but I I, it might have been on purpose I remember like watching movies with my family like at that age and I like would sense like a steamy part was coming and I would like go to the bathroom or go get a drink of water and like yeah. come back. Yeah, me, yeah. <laughs> so you never know. That's true, totally. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. And then during, I think it was during the dad's speech, he hugged his mom. Oh. And it was really cute. Wow, that's it touching. was very sweet. Yeah. That is nice. So, do you recommend for everybody to see this film? Or is yes, I don't know why you wouldn't see it. Yeah, no, I like, and I mentioned like a, two friends of mine are expecting children into their lives, and I, de- I'm definitely going to recommend they see it. It might scare them a little bit, but that's okay. Reality is scary. Yeah, and just like good on Bo Burnham. I'm like so he's like someone who I'm so excited to see what he does next like the more things that he does yeah just let like from what you're saying because again you're you seem to definitely are a bigger fan than i am like i know it's comedy and i think he's awesome but i I didn't realize like the things you were saying about his process and stuff Mm -hmm. like that that's gotten me really really excited to see what comes next like don't don't let this fame Bo Burnham ruin you? I think that's like his number one thing is that like that's not what he wants. <laughs> Good because I want to see like what naturally comes out of him next. He's actually I don't know if you saw this in the interviews but he actually like has I feel like talked about that with Elsie Fisher where he's like trying to keep her really grounded um through all this. Yeah, that that's that's actually cool. I mean, it's just, it's yeah. interesting, yeah. Because we've seen it so many like first-time directors, they do something that so, has so much heart and so much mm-hmm. humanity and then they kind of, I don't know, the fame gets them, you know? And yeah. Something happens along the way and and it, it's like a legitimate fear, so I totally like I totally get that. So, now's the time where we rate the film and on high school slumber party we rate the film on a scale of one to five but we pick something in the movie to rate it on like five whatevers so 
Do we want to do five bananas, maybe? Five. Let's, yeah, I would say bananas because we were just talking about the bananas. Let's see, what else could it even be? <laughs> I don't know. That's what I was trying um, to think of. Five YouTube videos. <laughs> yeah, the, the worst suggestions that I always get from people are like when they just say a, a character's name, like five Kaylas, you know? <laughs> no, 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 no. Five Instagram likes. Five. What else was in this movie? I mean, it's not a you know, it's not a very complex movie. <laughs> no, it's really not. Five green bathing suits. That, yeah, that bathing suit was great. Just the way she, the way she looked was like just, just um, amazing. You know, like comparing her bathing suit with like the popular kids' bathing suits. And... They all had like fancy bikinis <laughs> on, and she just had this like green speedo. Oh man, like. <laughs> so good um i think we'll just do bananas then because okay bananas it's funny because like i said i watched skate kitchen right after and if you mm-hmm. if you look at the uh poster for skate kitchen there's like a big banana on it and there's a lot of like repeated banana motifs in the film like i don't know it might be like the real skate kitchen like theme thing because like a couple of the girls were wearing like banana theme huh. stuff or banana shirts so i was like wow it's a big banana day for me <laughs> <laughs> but uh okay so jordan on a scale of five bananas how would you rate this film and don't be afraid say what you know rate it how you truly truly feel about it four and a half bananas nice nice i don't know why it's missing a half but it is i'm i was gonna go there and give it the five bananas all right five bananas because, because i you know I, I don't i don't rate things based on how they rate to the godfather it's just basically like how they make me feel as fi- as high school films and so if i'm gonna knock it a half banana the the part of the banana that she spits out <laughs> yeah that's why it's that's... only four and a half <laughs> she spit out the last half yeah if i'm gonna do that then maybe because because it's like for me it's not like high schooly enough but like i, I don't mm-hmm. there was a high school scene and i was happy with it i think this is a great film and i, and I want to just like you know uh, i agree with you in terms of like the bo burnham thing and like i i cannot wait to see what he does next yeah if it's next year or in five years i hope not but it, he usually it's every two years so far he's he actually has a pretty good pattern going that's not bad i can deal with that yeah he's only he's 28 I, what we didn't talk about that what like, i didn't know that are you he's serious young okay yeah so when he first got famous he was like 16 um so then his first album came out when he was like 18 maybe oh i didn't realize um, that and like yeah his so his first his when he did what i think he was like 24 jesus christ and then make happy he was 26 and now he's 28 like he is young he is just starting oh my god i can't believe that i know now, i mean i know he looks young but to me he's always kind of looked the same like you know mm-hmm. so oh man now i feel bad about myself <laughs> <laughs> no don't he's a superhuman he's great i'm so like happy he, it's fun to hear him talk about this too though because like while i look at him and i'm like oh god yeah he's a super human like he does things that i could never even do he will talk about it and just be like i got incredibly lucky which he also did he's like you know i was born white to like an affluent family his life was pretty easy and then he just got fucking lucky and he will be the first one to say that that's great but also like he knew what to do with it exactly <laughs> clearly yes like you said he um any project you do you're gonna get publicity but this does not feel like a vanity project at all no no it, it's it's great <laughs> <laughs> he, he's not even in the movie, right? Like, unless there's, like, some cameo no. scene, which... Awesome, awesome. Yeah, so I'm really, really looking forward to what's coming up next with him. So, speaking of what's coming up next, uh, I guess, what what are you up to on the Wistful Thinking? We just had our little uh, Grease 
crossover, so that was pretty cool. But I guess just people who are not familiar with Wistful Thinking, well, then you're not even familiar with this show. But theoretically, for those not familiar with Wistful Thinking, what's Wistful Thinking about? Wistful Thinking is a podcast where me and my co-host, Kara, um, sometimes we have a guest on, sometimes we just talk amongst ourselves. We watch old movies, mostly from the 80s and 90s, and we check them out to see if they're as good as we thought they were when we were young. Spoiler, usually the answer is nope. <laughs> <laughs> Some have been, though. Some have been. But yeah, so we if we just did Grease, we are in the middle of our um, musical month of September, um, we have, oh, I can't remember what we have coming up next. You'll just have to wait and find out. <laughs> and you guys over the summer did Boatcast? We did a Boatcast theme over the summer. We watched a lot of really bad boat movies, but we made good <laughs> podcasts about them. We watched Waterworld, which I had never seen before, but Kara had really fond memories of it. Uh, we watched... Uh, a movie called Dead Calm, which was actually a really good movie starring Nicole Kidman. Um, we watched... See, it is hard to remember. <laughs> oh, we watched Speed 2, which was terrible. <laughs> Cruise control, yeah. But Kara especially really, really loves Sandra Bullock, so there was that. But it was not a Keanu Reeves film, unfortunately. No, it really should have been. The guy they replaced him with was, like, not even worth watching. <laughs> Oh, man. And you guys, if you're listeners of my show, you obviously know Jordan from the Grease episode, and you know Kara from also the Grease episode, but um, uh, the Breakfast Club episode as well, our two-parter on the Breakfast Club, so really appreciate finally getting getting the solo Jordan guest spot here. Well, and we had you on, were you Wishbone? Yes, I was Wishbone way back when. You know yeah. what? Was that like literally almost a year ago? It was September, September 7th, 2017, Wishbone. Nice. Labor Day. <laughs> so there you go. One year later, I'm still around. You're still around. That's a good thing. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I was on the Wishbone episode, and I hope to be on an episode going forward as well that we have discussed, but one at a time. And if you guys didn't listen to Grease, that was an awesome experience. You want to listen to the Wishful Thinking episode and the uh, High School Slumber Party episode, because that was, you know. I think it's the first... Is it the first, like, dual episode for Cage Club? Yeah, I believe so. Like, cause so. It was awesome. Yes, it was awesome. Um, so, again, Jordan, really appreciate you coming on, and we'll definitely have you back. I already told you what two films <laughs> you're definitely coming back for. Oh, I can't wait! <laughs> the, I especially can't wait for that flying round table, because, again, I have not seen this movie. I didn't even... I don't think I listened to that episode of Keanu Club because I just didn't know the movie. Joey and Mike were like, you have to, have to do an episode on this film. So I would be, I am really excited to see what you think because Joey and Mike <laughs> and I are obviously like in love with that movie. Um, but like, I've never met another person who's seen it. So <laughs> curious to know if it's just us or. <laughs> yeah, definitely can't wait for that. Oh, one last thing. So I think I mentioned it earlier, and I definitely said it earlier. So when um, Kayla does her YouTube videos, she ends it by saying, Gucci! Gucci! So I said at the beginning, Jordan, will you give us an ending Gucci? Gucci! <laughs> I did the thing, the hand thing. You Perfect. This is a podcast. Good. <laughs> Unfortunately. Well, <laughs> thanks so much, Jordan. Thank you for having me.
it is a beautiful day outside. So I decided to take our little goodbye message on the road, if you will, walk to my local park, and, you know, enjoyed it. September is such a beautiful, beautiful month. There's a smell in the air of a, a new beginnings. Makes sense. It's your freshman year. Hope you're enjoying it so far. Anyway, huge thank you to Jordan. She was awesome, as she always is, and I'm so glad we got to talk about a really good film. And she got me on this Bo Burnham kick. He did an amazing job as a first-time director, so I just wanted to, you know, explore it a little more, and she suggested his You Made It Weird with Pete Holmes. I listened to all of them. Took a while. I think we joke in this episode that it's like six hours, but it's actually more like eight. One of them is three hours alone. There's three episodes. And I highly suggest you listen to it. He's a really, really, really smart guy. And I can't wait. Like I said this, but I can't wait to see what his next project is. Whether it's a film or another comedy special. I don't know. I love his outlook on life. And it's just, it's just so real, you know? Another thing you should check out, though, is our social media. Our Twitter, our Facebook, our... I keep wanting to say MySpace, but no. Our Instagram. We're posting a lot. We're talking a lot. And I really, really think that you out there could be, like, a more active participant. Get that participation grade up. It's going up. A lot of you out there have been participating, and and I really appreciate it. Keep it going. Next week, I'm going to read some of those participation things on the air. So keep up the good work. Let's do this. Let's get that high school slumber party name out there. Tell a friend. Tell a a co-worker. Tell an ex-girlfriend. I don't care. Tell somebody. Let's let the world know about like what we like to do here, which is just enjoy the nostalgia. Not not so nostalgic this week and last week. 2018 films. But let's let's share that with the world. It's not about me. It's about the high school slumber party experience. Wow, that sounded so arrogant. <laughs> anyway, uh, oh, I did not forget about your homework. Well, first of all, I did not forget about John Cusack. He's still blocking us on Twitter. Big problem. I know you're freshman and it's a daunting task, but let him know that we love him here, that we don't want to be blocked by him on Twitter. We want to embrace John Cusack. That's our goal. And your other homework assignment is to watch next week's film, Whip It. If I could have dinner with anyone, it would have to be God. My mom is going to kill me. It says temporary. Also from Bodine, Miss Bliss Cavender. I'm sorry that these pageants don't live up to your high moral standards, but there's a lot you can learn from them no matter what you go on to be in life. Out of all the places to go to in the world, who would come to Bodine? So, what are you like? Alternative now? Alternative to what? What is this? Roller derby? Ooh. Welcome to skate night at the warehouse. The boys wanna be home. The boys wanna be home. I just wanna tell y'all that you're my new heroes. Well, put some skates on. Be your own hero. The last time I wore skates, they had Barbies on them. I wanna be her. Yes, I do. 
You could be our mascot. <laughs> I'm gonna change my work schedule because I wanna take an SAT class on Tuesdays, Thursdays. I'm impressed. I like smart girls. That's why I married your mama. Well, that and I knocked her up. I'm gonna do the things that I want. Looking good, Barbie. Make out with him, but that is it. Has anyone ever thrown up on the track before? Yeah. Get ready to meet your newest Girl Scout, Babe Ruthless! This is your SAT class? I am in love with this. I cannot take losing the chance for our kid to be happy. Came in second out of two teams. That's right, celebrate mediocrity. That's fantastic. Oh, I can't wait to talk about Whippet. I love roller derby. It's such an awesome, awesome sport. And next week, we're going to have a really cool roller derby guest. I'm not announcing it yet because I'm still working on it. But trust me, it's going to be super, super fun. You definitely want to tune in. By the way, remember to check out all the other cool shows on Cage Club. That's cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. This show, Wistful Thinking, which is Jordan's show, obviously, and all the other great stuff. I feel like Cage Club's really hitting its prime. Not that it wasn't good before. It was great before, but it's like the content we've been producing. Everyone's been super, super proud of it. Great shows, great nostalgia shows, great uh, film celebrity shows. I mean... Everyone's got a good show now, and just log on to cageclub.me. You'll find something that's for you, or for your friend, or for your ex-girlfriend again. <laughs> You'll find something for everybody on cageclub.me. So I leave you with a song from the soundtrack called Being Yourself. It's a really great song. I've been like rocking this soundtrack. It's kind of electronic-y, but it's cool. And it's by Anna Meredith. Later, dudes. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. What am I doing? Gucci! still here? It's over. <laughs>